Welcome to the Generations Church podcast. This is Brian Nugent, and I'm the pastor at Generations Church. Thanks for listening today. We hope this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. your Bibles this morning, if you'll turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 71, verse 15. I'm going to be there and uh, read that in just, in just a moment. Today's Vision Sunday you should have received a little booklet. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, I like to do this. It's like once a year that we just kind of uh, 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 talk about some things, talk to the church about the church. And Vision Sunday, for lack of a better term, it's like the uh, State of the Union address, you know, except nobody will be behind me tearing up notes when it's over with. So, uh, you know, so I just want to uh, talk to you, talk to the church about the church this morning and give thanks to God. Uh, Psalm 71 in verse 15 to 18, because I feel like this passage is kind of fits where we're, where we're at today. The psalmist says, My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though I know not how to relate them all. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me And to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. When I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. So in this passage, it tells us several things, and it just kind of spoke to me this week. It says, my mouth will tell of your righteous deed, your saving acts all day long, even though I don't even know how to describe them or relate them to people. So he starts going on a personal, on a personal level. You know, I want people to know about his saving acts. He said, the saving acts that the Lord did for me are so incredible that it is hard for me to even put it in to words. How many of you can kind of understand that? How many of you give thanks to God for the saving act that he did? Can you just take a moment, give him thanks for your salvation today. Lord, we're so thankful, Lord, that you saved us and we're washed and we're, and we're redeemed. He said, I don't even really know how to put that into words. And then he says, I'm going to proclaim your mighty acts. I will proclaim your righteous deeds. So now, now he's going public with this thing. The word proclaim is to shout, to let other people know what, what the Lord has done in our life. And he said, I want people to know about the, the mighty acts and your, the righteous deeds that you've done to my life. I just want to let Everyone know, do you ever get to the point sometimes where you just want to shout and let the whole world know what Jesus has done for your life and your life? We don't have to shout anymore. We got Facebook. We can just do it all the time. We can let everybody know. And then he says, since my youth, you have taught me to this day, I declare your marvelous deeds. So now he looks back. He goes, personal Then he goes public. Now he's looking back over his life and just being thankful and declaring God's faithfulness over his life. Can we just take a moment? I want you in your mind to kind of look back to every mountaintop you've ever had, every valley you've ever had, and there's one thing that is consistent, and that is God's faithfulness. Whatever we walk through, can we take a moment this morning and just give him thanks? Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You've been with us on the mountaintop. You've been with us in every valley. You've been with us with every trial. As David said, when I'm old and gray... He's looking back, don't, don't for, or since my youth, God, you've taught me. And Lord, we just give you thanks for that. He's looking back and acknowledging God's faithfulness. Then he says, till I'm old and gray, don't forsake me. He's looking back, he's giving thanks, but he's also looking forward 
And he said, Lord, till I'm old and gray, don't forsake me. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, like when you're old and gray, people forsake. And they leave you alone. And he's going, Lord, don't, don't forsake me when I'm old and gray. And I promise you one thing. The Lord will never forsake you, and it does not matter your, the hair, the color of your hair. He never leaves, and He never forsakes. And He says, Lord, looking forward when I'm old and gray, don't forsake me till, until I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. So He says, Lord, until that day, I've got something to do. I've got something to say. I've got a message to proclaim. And that is to proclaim until I die, until I take my final breath, that I'm going to declare your power to the next generation. And that is our challenge this morning, to declare our power to the next generation. This church started somewhere around 1942, in the middle of of World War II. You know, Roosevelt was president. Lots of things have changed since then. It's almost a completely different world. And when this church started its journey, I mean, uh, you know, clothes are different. Hairstyles are different. You know, Rosetta Land, she put a picture up of Roy many years ago, full head of black hair. Wow. Boy, things have changed, hadn't they? Things have changed. But you know, those, those few believers that started 77, 78 years ago, they didn't have a lot of money, but they had a big vision. And they served a big God. And it was just the, from a handful of believers that they you know, internalized Psalm 71 proclaiming His power to the next generation. And I want to say this morning, you know, we want to see what God can do in our church and through our church. And we don't want to just sit around and go to church on Sunday. We don't want to underachieve for the vision and the plan that God has for us. So I love, I love looking back. And just thanking God, celebrating. We're going to celebrate this morning what God has done. We're going to say thanks to people. I know God gets all the glory, but you know God's heart, you know God has the heart and it's our hands that make that make this thing work and we just want to you know give give thanks to God and and say thanks to people and then we're going to plan and dream about maybe where God will take us and in in the future. So I don't want to look back One day with regrets, I don't want to say, what if, I wish we would have tried this. We want to take seriously this morning Psalm 71. Until I want to declare His power to the next generation. So we're thankful that from West Tennessee Street, God has given us a global impact. The potential of a global impact. And God has blessed this church. Amen? God has blessed this church. And with everything, with every resource we have, we want people to know the goodness of God and the, and the wonderful Savior of Jesus. So this is a little different today. It's not going to be a three-point message. We're going to just do some different things this morning. It'll be more kind of traditional next week. But uh, so uh, one thing that we want to, uh, one, one thing, and it's kind of in your booklet there, it's, and I just want to mention, this is my one time a year that I get to go over this. I want, to, I want to just quickly mention God's design for your life. What's God's plan for me? What's God's purpose for me? And I just want to take a moment at the very end to kind of go over this and, and remind ourselves of this. So you want to know what God's plan is? Number one, follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. As individuals, we have discovered hope, forgiveness, and purpose through our relationship with Jesus. So we're not just a, you know, a bunch of spiritual kind of spiritually minded people. We are Christ followers, all right? And you want to know God's will for your life? 
then, then come to Jesus. Follow Jesus. Whether you're far away, whether you've run away, I want to say follow Jesus. Come to Him. You've heard about it, but you've never responded. Today is your day that you can follow Jesus. You want to know what God's plan and design is for you? The first part of that, man, is come, come to Jesus. The next part of His design for your life is grow in your faith. Growing your faith, starting a relationship with Jesus is just the beginning. Growing in your faith is a lifelong journey. So if you're new to Jesus, new to faith, this is just the beginning. You don't spike the ball in the end zone. You just got your first down. It's time to keep, it's time to keep moving on. You've not reached the pinnacle. Or regardless of how long you've been a servant of Jesus, He still wants us to grow in our faith and kind of lean into growth. And that can happen several ways. Number one, it's with water baptism. Number two, worship, prayer, and scripture reading. Encounters with the Holy Spirit. Faithful attendance, tithing and giving, sharing our faith. There are all kinds of ways that, that you can, can, can grow and can continue to grow in your walk with Jesus. The next part of God's plan for your life is to connect with other believers. We intentionally build relationships with others to have fun, grow in faith together, and be an encouragement to others. One thing around here that you'll notice is that people laugh a lot. We have a good time. All right, and that's just part of the journey. It's great to go to church with friends and family. Christianity is a sad, lonely existence if it's just your salvation in you alone. God wants to connect you with others so that they can be a blessing to you and that you can be a blessing to others. And we have serve teams and small groups that kind of help facilitate that. The fourth part of God's design for your life is discover, discover your gifts and your purpose. We're a unique design from God. Understanding our distinct purpose and function is an exciting part of the journey. So what does God want to do with my life? How does God want to use me? Everybody's made differently. We've all have got natural talents, unique life experiences, spiritual experience, passions and interests and spiritual gifts and discovering kind of how God made you and where He kind of wants to plug you in. That's a great part of the journey of knowing that discovery and kind of your ministry or maybe even your vocational outlet. And then the last part of God's design is serve others. We find a greater joy in serving others than we do living for ourselves. So, man, when God saves us and we're growing, man, there's a point where he says, you know, here's where I want you to serve me. Here's where I want you to put your hand to the plow in the kingdom of God. So you want to know God's plan? It's follow Jesus. It's growing your faith. Connect with other believers. Discover uh, your purpose and serve others. I mean, that's, that's, that's God's plan. And if, you've been, if you're already a Christian, we live on number two, number three, and number five. That never changes. We're always growing. We're always trying to connect with other people. We're always trying to find opportunities for ministry. And that's God's, that's God's plan for us. So I just, once a year, I just like to remind you of God's, you know, God's kind of long-term purpose for your life. All right, I got something else. I just kind of want to read it over. This is my one time to kind of, kind of do that. This is our, this is our church values. All right, church values are priorities and beliefs, fundamental priorities and beliefs, but that hopefully guide behavior as well. And we just sat down a couple years ago. We just started coming up. What are some unique things to us? What are some, some things that we want our congregation to know and some areas, you know, kind of to guide behavior? And we put these on. We try to keep them in front of you. We try to do them with video announcements and email and bulletin just to remind you of our, of our church values. So I'm not going to comment on them. I'm just going to read them. Just going to read them this morning. We are biblically based. We joyfully embrace and proclaim the scripture as absolute truth. It is our guide for everyday life and the foundation of our faith. We are Christ-centered. We are centered around the hope and forgiveness of Jesus. We have committed ourselves to, the following, to following the life, ministry, and teachings of Jesus. We are creative. We are committed to presenting the gospel creative, creatively and being, being culturally relevant so that we can reach people. We will go outside of the box to provide opportunities for others to hear God's love. 
We are committed to excellence. We will strive for excellence as we work hard to honor God in our service to others. We are an equipping church. We provide opportunities for others to be successful in ministry. We equip and release people into the plan and purpose God has for their life. We are family friendly. We value families at every stage, no matter what their background. We love and invest in marriages, parents, kids, and students. We are generous. We joyfully give our time, gifts, and resources so that all can experience the grace of Jesus Christ. We are imperfect. We are sinners and have made mistakes that we regret. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, what you're going through. You're accepted here. Can, you, can I just stop and get an amen on that one? We're just, we're, we're imperfect. That's just who, that's just who we are. Uh, some churches may be perfect. All right, that's good. Not, not this place. All right. We are multicultural. We welcome people regardless of race, ethnicity, and language. We embrace every culture as they join our community. We are multi-generational. We believe in the purpose of every generation and embrace our heritage as we invest in our future. There is a place for every person no matter what age or stage of life. We are prayer focused. We focus on prayer individually and as a church. We believe that prayer changes lives, circumstances, and our world. We are outreach driven. Our purpose on this earth is to see people meet Jesus, exemplify the love of Christ across the street, in the workplace, and around the world. We are spirit empowered. We believe in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We relied on his guidance, wisdom for life, and we welcome him in our gatherings. We are a team. The church is strengthened when everyone serves together. We encourage everyone to be involved and find a place to use their gifts. So that's just some fundamental things that are important to us, just some beliefs and thoughts that we hope that, you know, people will embrace and that, that's, our, that's our values. And then that all comes down to something that this church, even before I came, it was their purpose statement. Why do we exist? What's the point of existence here is loving God, loving people, and serving the world, okay? When you boil it all down, all that stuff that I just read to you, it's about loving God, loving people, and serving the world. And that's why we exist. That's why we come on Sunday morning. That's why we do what we do with all the energy that it takes is, is for those three things. So right now, I want to I wanna go back to Psalm 71. He said, when I was young, man, when I was young, you look back and he gave, gave thanks to God. And we just want to look back on 2019. We just want to give thanks to the Lord. God blessed us. God blessed us. Let me uh, just talk about last year just a minute. Let's talk about our, our giving last year. Man, God blessed our God blessed our church. You know, our total church giving was up. You guys were just so uh, generous. Our total giving last year, you ready for this? $938,000 in total giving. We are knocking on the door of giving a million dollars. That's not bad from a church on West Tennessee Street, right? But I want to say thank you for those that you regularly tithe and you regularly give. Because every time you give, you make an investment in the gospel. Every time we purchase a chair or some kind of equipment, that's, that's your investment. Every time you know, there's a building that's open... Uh, and, and facilities that are provided, that's your investment. When you provide staff throughout the week to do ministry, that's an investment that you will see a return on every time that there's a child or a teenager's heart that is touched or a missionary that is sent, that is your investment, that there will be a return. Jesus said when you give up things for the kingdom of God, you'll get a hundredfold return. So I just want to say Thank you for your generous giving. Would you give praise to the Lord one more time for his faithfulness upon us? Wow. Wow. Project renovation, we're still kind of uh, going, developing, you know, uh, uh, next door. You know, they said it took 100 years to build uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. Now, we're, we're right on pace for that, let me say. But we're not going to borrow any money and last Last, uh, over, since we've started, we've uh, renovated the foyers, five classrooms, new appliances in the kitchen, got a smart TV in every classroom. And last year, we started the renovation of our, our fellowship hall. We'll talk about that. But we've had almost $60,000 given to that project just for the reinvestment because the, our, our facilities are our message to our community. So I just want to say thanks to you for that. Uh, serving opportunities. We have so many wonderful 
wonderful people that serve around our church and volunteer. And we have 171 individual people that serve in our church. Folks, that's phenomenal. Okay, that's great. Thank you for volunteering and, and, and giving, giving up your time. We, we appreciate that. Uh, if you're Street Hope team, would you stand? Would you stand? If you're part of the Street Hope team, would you stand all across the building? Would you give our Street Hope team a hand? We appreciate you guys. Over, over the last year, I mean, we served 16 to 1,800 meals to our, our homeless friends throughout our community. And we are so thankful. Listen, that's a lot of cooking, too. So that's a lot of cooking. Thanks to Brad Gilbert, who, you know, uh, cooks a lot. And uh, so our team regularly, every the first and third Monday night, they're at Lake Ella. And they are serving. And we just want to say, uh, say thanks for, for that particular ministry. Let's talk about ministry. Missions. Had a great year in missions last year. Uh, first of all, if you're on our South Africa team, would you please stand? If you're on our South Africa team all across the building, yeah, we had an awesome time. We had an awesome time in South Africa. Uh, building that church, so uh, man, it was a it was a long flight. It was 16 hours nonstop. So you need ibuprofen, Jesus, and a chiropractor when you take that kind of take that kind of trip, but we got that church built, and uh, just later, or earlier this week, uh, they kind of sent me some updated pictures, so I don't, we've never shown these before, because they continue, they're still building the building, so we did the frame, and they're coming back, we left a lot of block left over that we could not get to, they're still having service there, so that was an awesome trip, our South Africa team, we also had another team, that was our Beit Jala team, Bethlehem, Israel, would you please stand. If you were part of that team, would you stand across the building? Yeah. We, we did a, uh, you know, it was kind of sightseeing. We did a couple of days uh, uh, touring Holy Land sites, and then we did mega sports camp uh, in Bethlehem in Israel. We worked a lot with Palestinian students that come from different religious backgrounds, but we had a great, awesome time just sharing the gospel, and, and we're still connected with a lot of those kids. That's a good thing, like with social media, you can still kind of connect, so we still, we still hear from, uh, from those students. Also, uh, we were able to add, because of your faithfulness to our Faith Promise support, team, we were able to add uh, four missionaries uh, on our, to our monthly total. That's uh, Charles Hasselbring to South Africa, Joel Temple in France, Steve Turley to Croatia, and then there's one missionary that's in a sensitive area. Uh, so uh, we were able to add four due to your generosity and your faith promise giving. So presently, we support 51 missions and missionaries around the world on a monthly basis. 51 missions and missionaries around the world. Our total monthly commitments to missions is $5,052. So let me just say, Faith Promise Partners, if you go, they won't miss my money. Oh, Lord, yes, we do. Yes, we will. I feel pressure when I see that 5000 a month of those missionaries. So thank you for your generosity uh, to, uh, to our faith promises. Also, we had wonderful giving uh, through Speed the Light. Our students gave uh, $2,700 to Speed the Light. We got a little uh, quick video from Josh Jacks. He was the recipient of our money. So let's play that. Church and GC Youth, this is the Jacks family, and we are your missionaries to Thailand and the five countries of Peninsular Asia. We're so thankful to be running this race with, race with you guys. Thank you so much for your prayers and support. God is doing some incredible things in Southeast Asia, and uh, we couldn't be more uh, excited to be doing this thing with you guys. You're helping us to do some great things. You're helping us to make this stuff happen. Um, continue to pray for us. Continue to pray for the Thai people. Uh, remember, they may be unreached, but they're not unreachable. We love you guys and hope to see some of you guys over here soon. Bye. Bye. All right. Give it up for our students. Congratulations. We're, we're proud of you guys. 
Also, BGMCs, our kids, they're raising money for missions. Last year, they raised over $12,000 for a water well in Equatorial Guinea at the Emmanuel Primary School in Bata, Ecuador. And we contacted them the other day to see if, you know, they had even started the project. The project is not only started, it is completed. So, got a little picture there of a water well. So, thank you. Thank you. They said people are coming from the community and being served. Uh, It's a Christian school, so people from all over the community are being served there. So we want to just say thanks to you. So that brings us our total missions, outreach, giving, evangelism, benevolence, everything that that we have and that we give away. You ready for this total? 2,000, excuse me, $237,886, okay? Praise God. Almost a quarter of a million dollars. Not bad for a church on West Tennessee Street. All right. Also, last summer was our full implementation of our summer interns. We had a great time with these young men. They, they, they ate at my house almost every day. So, uh, but, but we love uh, our summer interns, Tanner and Elton, and we love our summer intern program, allowing opportunities for young people to follow God's call. And we're open, you know, got our applications out for this coming summer. But, but they came and, and served us. Last year also, we launched Living Free uh, for offering hope and friendship to those uh, with life-controlling issues. And it's just a ministry. It doesn't matter, you know, what you're walking through, destructive behaviors, harmful emotions, unhealthy relationships, substance abuse. We want you to know that you got a friend, you got a partner. You don't have to walk through this thing alone. You don't have to hide it. I mean, there are people, even in the church, that are kind of walking that same pathway who would love to join with you. So we launched that. We started, this is, we're on our second semester of our Living Free small group. So our, our Connect group, they're doing free to grow. And if that's something you want to join in, they've only started a, a couple weeks, but we want you to know we we care that ministry is still going on. You can look on our website and the Living Free page or just shoot us an email and go, hey, I would love to be involved in this ministry. I'd love to find out more about this ministry. We just want you to know from our church, you're not alone in this thing. You're not alone. We want to pray for you, provide some support and whatever life-controlling issue that you may that you may have. Another thing that we uh, did last year, we upgraded our live stream and video capability. Most visitors, before they come to the church, they watch your live stream. People, when they are home, they're not feeling well, they're traveling. So we made some investments in that. We talked about it last year. We got a little video just to kind of give you an update on that. Hey, church family. This is Pastor Brent here, and I just wanted to take the opportunity to show you one of the behind-the-scenes aspects of our church that most of you don't get to see. This room that I'm sitting in today is our live stream booth. Last year, we took the opportunity to put more focus and attention on our live stream quality. Um, And so we constructed this room out of space that we already had at the church that we were utilizing basically for storage and and chair space. Um, So we took this this room and kind of reconstructed it and, and built some things around it and put some new equipment in the room to be able to raise the quality of our live stream. So every Sunday morning, there is about a two to three person team that sits back here and works through the whole service to make sure that those who are watching online, um, whether it's through Facebook or our website or through YouTube, which are the three platforms that we stream to, uh, to make sure as they're watching online and they're um, able to experience the service as, as greatly as possible. In the same way that you get to experience the service sitting in service live and experience the worship live and experience God's presence live and experience the the preaching and and what's happening there as you're here physically, we want to just as close as we can um, give the online viewer um, the same experience. So every week there's someone sitting at each one of these three stations. Um, The person sitting at that station is controlling all of the lyrics. Um, and the graphics that are going up, the person that's sitting in the middle here, they're controlling the mix or basically what it sounds like online. And then the person here is controlling everything up here, which are all the camera feeds, the computer feeds that are coming or going into the live stream. Um, So every Sunday morning, there's somebody back here working. Um, And it's because we took the time and through your giving and, and through the um, the belief of, of raising the quality of our online stream, we were able to do that. Over the last year, the amount of people that we've been able to reach online has increased greatly. And so as people are continuing to work, they work in this room 
and we just want to give you the opportunity to see it. All right, that's that's good. So what he didn't show you was the buffet that's backstage. So uh, evidently they're very worried about being, uh, you know, undernourished and low blood sugar and all of that. So uh, so that's just something we just want to give you an update. Uh, we want to give you an update on that. So let's just look forward uh, 2020 uh, for a few moments this morning. Uh, Psalm 71, until... You know, until I want to, I want to make known His power to the next generation. So we got a few things, uh, a few special uh, services or days. Number one in June, we do this every year. We partner with Habitat for Humanity, and we do a build. Uh, so that's going to be coming up in June. We're still working with them on the date, but we always send a, a, a team to go help. Usually it's a single mom in our community, so uh, uh, we'll be giving you more details on that. Uh, in September, we're having it, we're calling it Call It Incredible Sunday with uh, Ron and Suzanne Cox. They have an unbelievable story of God's faithfulness through their lives, through their marriage, and they're going to be here with us in September, just kind of a, maybe uh, have a relationship kind a theme, but they've got a they got an incredible story uh, uh, that they that they want to tell. Uh, one one thing that that we you know just kind of wanted to add, and Brent and I have had these discussions. Uh, we wanted to add like maybe like a worship night, just a night completely designed for uh, worship. I want Brent to come up here. We're calling it Deeper Nights of Worship. And Brent, just take a moment, tell us about uh, kind of your heart for this, and uh, you know because uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some of these uh, this this year. Sweet. Um, as most of you know, uh, by the way, that I worship, uh, that worship is, it's my heart. It's my heart's desire um, just to have an encounter with God. And um, on a Sunday morning, you know, we have the, um, the, 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 not the lineup, but the, the order of service that we go through. Um, but these deeper nights of worship, we'll have, we'll have a service order, but it'll be a little bit more uh, free and a little bit more open and, and extended times of worship for you to be able to encounter God's presence and to stay in his presence and to um, get all that he has for you. Um, that's, that's why it's called deeper. Um, it gives us the opportunity to go deeper in our relationship and in, in our walk with Christ. In the times where we get to encounter Christ and he encounters us, those are the times where our lives are changed. Those are the times where God heals us. Those are the times where his presence is so overwhelming and he meets us at just the right time. Uh, so this is, this is our plan for this year, um, just to, to provide a place in the atmosphere for you uh, to encounter God and go deeper in your worship. So our, our first deeper night of worship is going to be on Good Friday. We're going to do Good for Deeper. We're going to do a communion with that. We're going to try to do it outdoors. There's, there's no announcements. There's no offering. We're just going to hit it and go. Okay, we just want to see God's presence. So we'll give you some more details uh, on that. But we're going to do like maybe every quarter. We're just going to do a night of worship. You just come. Not going to be a lot of talking. You know, just going to be a time of worship for you to get in God's presence. So Brent, thank you. Thank you very much. He does a great job. Give it up for Brent this morning. There, there's another thing that we want to experiment with. We always, you know, I don't want to look back with regret, uh, but sometimes as a pastor you see some uh, demographics in your church that you start paying attention to. And over uh, several couple, uh, couple of years we've seen an influx of those of African descent that have come to Tallahassee and they are in our, in our church. And uh, so uh, Mary, uh, Samuel, are you here? Monica, are you here? Raise your hand if you're here. Would you come? to the stage really quick come here come here come here come here all right so we're we're the, these Samuel Monica and of course Mary Isabu Mary couldn't be here come up on the stage um, they these are from Nigeria we have probably another four uh, families from Congo but there are others of uh, African origin that are in our in our church so and in our communities so we want to do something we want to say because we're multicultural we want to say to those uh, that are originally from Africa you are important to us this is not just a white church the, the gospel is colorless so we're launching GC African Fellowship and uh, we spent some time on the phone uh, doing a video conference the other night we've got uh, a night of fellowship that's coming up but uh, we've got so many families in our community. Some of them are connected with the church. Some of them are not. But we've got 
uh, people right in our own church that we want to honor. And uh, we just believe that God can use this. We have Spanish ministry. All right, uh, we translate the services in Spanish. Julio's backstage trying to keep up with me this morning, and uh, uh, but we we're just not a white church. We are here about the gospel, so we want to say to you guys, and we want to say to your continent that you are important to us. Sometimes you send missionaries over. But sometimes God sends people to you. So with, with sensitivity, we just want to see, we just believe that we're going to launch something that God's going to use this in a great way. Uh, we have a fellowship that's coming up at the end of March that will give you more information on that. But we just believe this could be the hand of the Lord. We just spent some time praying over this the other night. So just wanted to let you know, this is Monica and this is Samuel. And they're, along with Mary Isabu, they're part of this launch team here. So just give it up for them this morning. God bless you. You can, you can be seated. <clears throat> Amen. Well, we continue with Project Renovation. We've made some progress uh, on that this year. They've got some pictures, you know, like uh, that they're going to scroll, you know, declare your power to the next generation. And I want to say to every parent here, your kid is important to me. Your child, your teenager, your college student is important to me as a pastor, but also I'm a parent as well. So I want... I want Bo and Josh and Chris and Natasha, I want them to have the best facility that we can provide because facilities make a statement to your community. So thank you to your investment of uh, project renovation. You see some of the, the, the progress that has been made in our, uh, in our fellowship hall, our multi-use fellowship hall, but especially when it comes to our kids and our children. And we, we've still got a little more work to do. I told you a month or so ago, I was out of money. I got home, somebody sent me a message, said, I'm going to send you $5,000. You know what? I cashed that check. I spent that thing so quickly. I mean, it did no dust gathered with that. So we got a little more work that we need to do in that room because I'm out of money again, all right? So uh, we got a little bit more, but uh, we, wanna, we want our students, especially our teenagers, to have a place that they're proud. We want it to be a, a place of uh, worship and where the gospel is preached. So we're continuing. We got some fellowship hall work, and then we're moving to the bathrooms, and you do not want me to put a video of that publicly, okay? Some of you know what I'm talking about. So, all right. Hey, also, God has given... God has given us like an unusual favor in the public schools, okay? I want Pastor Bo to come. Uh, he's had something else that's kind of opened up. Uh, he does a great job. We, we don't want to just be here during the day just in the office, but Bo's had a, a great opportunity that we just, you may be aware, you may not be, but Bo, tell them what's happening on the public school here. So many of you may know we've had a kind of a long-term uh, partnership over at Rudiger Elementary now. Uh, it began with a program called All Pro Dads. It's a monthly breakfast that we do for dads and their kids. Uh, we actually have it the last Tuesday of every month, so we have one coming up this week. And I'm excited because we're partnering with uh, uh, Strong Family Trees, the Bell family. Uh, Pastor Mike is actually coming and going to talk to the dads on Tuesday, so that'll be awesome. So our partnership kind of began with uh, Shannon Davis actually helped me when she was the assistant principal get in there get my foot in the door and uh, we just began serving uh, through all pro dads and other things and uh, God's just really opened up some cool doors this year uh, the first thing we did um, at the beginning of the year we did a bullying prevention assembly over at Rudiger uh, where we come in and talk about the importance of treating others right and making smart decisions and maximizing your potential it's a 30-minute program that we got to do in front of uh, the whole school we also uh, had the opportunity to do that program at Springwood Elementary just a few weeks ago. Uh, so God's opening some doors. And I want to say if, if you're connected to a local elementary school, uh, they have to do uh, character education. They have to talk about uh, the importance of not bullying. So we would love to come in and uh, do that program. So I would love to talk to you if you have a connection with a, a local elementary school. Uh, but I just believe that when you're faithful to serve, that God opens doors. And uh, so I've just done my best to serve uh, in the schools as much as I can. 
And uh, just uh, about a month ago now, God opened the door for us to start an after-school uh, Bible club over at uh, Rudiger, and uh, I call it our GC Kids Rudiger Campus. Uh, <laughs> so uh, every Thursday we have a Bible club, and it's more than a Bible study. We actually do a full-fledged GC Kids service right there at Rudiger uh, in a little tiny classroom. We don't have a lot of room, but we do the best we can. And uh, we started our Fruits of the Spirit series that uh, many of your kids are doing in GC Kids right now. We started that over at Rudiger, and I'm so happy right now. We're, we started with 13 kids uh, at the launch of uh, uh, the Bible Club, and out of those 13, nine of those kids have already said uh, all of the fruits of the Spirit within the first four weeks. We're only on the fourth fruit of the Spirit, but they know all nine already, so it's awesome just to see how God is using our Bible Club for discipleship and evangelism, and it's an opportunity that we're excited about to take Jesus into the public schools, a place that he hasn't been very welcome. We're excited that, that we're getting to do that. So, Great job. Great job. Thank you. So that kind of stuff is possible when you give your tithes, and there's staff here that can do those kind of those kind of things. But as much as we can get in those public schools, we want to we want to do that. So just wanted to say that to you as well. Also, something else that we uh, just kind of noticed a need and and want to kind of address. Uh, you know, this year, uh, you know. Uh, uh, kids are a lot about this today, and uh, and there are many kids. They don't have they don't have dads at home at all. And a lot of our kids, man, they don't know how to fish. They don't know how to do certain things, and they don't go outdoors. And especially if you, there's not a there's not a dad at home. So uh, w- one one thing we just kind of saw this need that we wanted to address, and we're just we're just calling it uh, GC Boys Ministry. And about three times a year. Man, uh, Whip, just come on up here. He's going to tell you a little bit about it. They're just going to be doing some outdoor stuff, some guy stuff, all right? Some man stuff, all right? Whip, tell us a little bit about what's uh, your, your heart on that, maybe some things you got coming up. There you go. Well, I, I didn't raise any girls, so he has to help me when it comes to <laughs> girls. But uh, I did raise three boys, and then God gave me two more with Bo and Zach. And so I'm excited. And, uh, you know, I spent about 30 years in Rangers, Royal Rangers, so I, always outside and boys really love it outside if they learn a little bit about outside so I've talked to some other men that want to help out in this and some boys don't even know how to fish you know we're going to teach Pastor Brian how to fish and uh, I go to Captain D's I'll bait his hook but that's okay you know to start with but so we want to teach him some things I'll tell you this my sons when 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 they preach now they'll get up and say things about their dad and one of the things they'll say is that my dad's idea of a vacation was to put it all in a backpack and then we'd go hike 30 miles. And that's, and, and that's the truth. That's what we did as my boys were growing up. So we'd like to take some boys hiking. We'd like to take some boys fishing and maybe set up a 24-foot teepee, build a fire in the middle, gather them around it, preach the gospel to them, share Bible stories with them, and, and let them experience that instead of the cell phones. And, you know, they can work these easy. But can they start a fire with flint and steel? And some of you men might want to go. We'd love to have you go because it takes men to do this and to teach them. So that's my heart. And uh, I've seen boys saved at council fires so many times and and give their heart to Jesus, baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I'm just believing that for this ministry. Uh, We were talking about a name and, you know, Bo came to me and he said, what about boys to men? But Pastor Brian, I don't think one I knocked that one out. So uh, he just put it up over there. So. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Whit. So we'll be giving you a little more information, but it's also an outreach to, they're going to be going fishing in May, and uh, their boys don't have dads that could take them. Maybe you could uh, take, a, take a Saturday and go with them. They're just going to do an all-day kind of fishing trip, and then they probably won't catch anything. They'll be at Captain D's anyway, so which I, that's where you're going to wind up. So, uh, so you'll be hearing more about that. Uh, guys, men, if you have any kind of thoughts, you'd like to kind of help adopt a kid, talk to, talk to Wit. There's one other thing, too, uh, if the worship team would come. Uh, I, I have people all the time that ask me, hey, would you ever consider taking a trip to Israel for your church? And I hear that all the time. So I want to say uh, on the calendar next year from maybe September, October, uh, we're going to do an Israel trip. And if that's something that you think that you would like to do, I say sometime in your life, 
If at all possible, you need to go to the Holy Land. Now, we could be in heaven. Jesus could come back, and it's much cheaper to go that way. So, uh, But I think as far as discipleship and as your walk with God, walking where Jesus walked, praying where Jesus prayed, I think it is a wonderful thing to do. So if that's something that maybe you're interested in, would like to do, we're going to send an email out this week and just kind of gauge the interest. You have to have maybe like 25 or so minimum to go. But if that's something that you feel like that you would like to do, then we'll we'll make that happen. That'll be next year, but I wanted to give you I wanted to give you plenty of time to declare his power to the next generation. You know? So I'd rather fail at trying to do something great for God than play it safe and underachieve. I don't want to just sit around. Don't want to just come to church. Just go through the motion. There are people that need to hear. There are people that need, this morning, they need to hear the, the, the message of the gospel. So this morning, you know, I, it's once a year. This is my call to the church. This is the call to the church that everyone, you play such an important role, okay? Uh, every, every person is valued here. But we just ask you, man, we ask you, man, Dive in, lean in to the local church, to Generations Church. Can't exist without you. I mean, you're needed. It's part of the body. It's part of the body. So I just ask you, I mean, commit yourself and consecrate yourself to, to Generations Church. You know, maybe this this year, maybe in your own life, you know, maybe there's some areas that you can lean in, maybe that you have it. Man, I'm going to get in a connect group. You can, maybe you've never done it. Man, you can do that now. I'm going to get in a serve team. I want to I want to serve. I'm going to start to tithe. I'm going to be more faithful in my attendance, in my personal devotion. I'm going to come to prayer meeting on, on Wednesday night. You know, I'm just telling you, God will bless you as you kind of lean in to God's plan, to God's plan here. So I want to just take a moment and I just want us to give thanks to God as a church okay, for his blessing it's not my might, it's not my power but it's by his spirit says the Lord we have a great team here, we have a great team I love working with them you know, this is all about Jesus it's all about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit you know what I want to be leaning in. I want to be exhausted in the vineyard when I hear the trumpet sound. I don't want to play it safe. I don't want to, I don't want to leave any kind of harvest out there if I had the resource to go get it. So can we just take a moment just right where you're at? Would you just give thanks to God for his blessing on our church? Would you just do that this morning? Lord, we're so thankful. We're so humbled, Lord. We're so grateful. Lord, lives change, souls, Lord, redirected away from eternity. We're so thankful, Lord, for your, for your hand of favor and blessing. Lord, I'm thankful for what you did last year. Lord, I'm so thankful for that. But Lord, we, we give you thanks. We give you thanks, Lord, for your blessing. As David said, I, I look back to my youth. Lord, we look back over the history of this church. God, you've been so faithful. You've been so faithful. We give you thanks as a congregation. We give you thanks for the hand of God. And Lord, we pray for this upcoming year. Lord, we pray for this upcoming year. Lord, we pray for the favor and the hand of God to rest upon us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you are part of our pastoral team and spouse, would you please stand where you're at? If you're part of our office team, would you please stand where you're at? If you're one of our deacons and spouses, would you please stand where you're at? If you lead one of our volunteer or one of our ministries, would you please stand where you're at with your spouse? If they're here, would you do that? If you lead one of our, would you lead one of our ministries? Emily Witt, would you come? I ask them just to pray over the church this morning, just praying God's favor over us. Just come on the stage here. We're just going to pray together. I'm thankful for all of our all of our leaders. And I just want to pray over you this morning. Emily, would you just lead us out? Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. You are so good. You are so good. You have a plan and you have a purpose for this church. God, I thank you for your blessings that you poured out on this church, your favor that you've shown. God, I ask you to increase 
the blessings this year. Increase the favor this year. God, I ask you to take us higher than ever before. God, that our light will shine brighter than ever before, that it will penetrate the darkness, God. Lord, I believe that you are drawing leaders here. I believe that you are raising leaders up. I believe that you want a ministry for every need of the body of Christ, that you will provide a ministry in this church, that they will meet the needs of the people, that they will meet the needs, God. Lord, you want to deliver people in this city. You are their hope, God. I believe you're gonna bring a freedom. I believe you're gonna bring victory. I believe that we will be overcomers. I believe that we will see your power fall and set the captive free. I believe, God, that you are gonna do great things. Lord, I ask for greater authority when we pray, God, that things will shift in the atmosphere. As we speak your word in the name of Jesus, people will be healed. We will see miracles. We will see signs and wonders. We will see the dead raised. God, I thank you for your power. I thank you for what you've called us to. I thank you for what you're gonna do. We are gonna walk in the fullness of all that you accomplished on the cross. I thank you for that. I thank you for your blessings, God. I thank you for unity, God, that you're healing hearts, God, that any offense, God, any difference between people, God, that you're bringing a love, you're bringing a wholeness, you're bringing a healing, that we will be united as a body, fully functioning as you have created us to, according to your plans and your purposes. God, I thank you. I thank you that our greater days are yet to come. Our greater days are ahead. We thank you and we praise you for this, for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you're our God. We already said at the beginning, you're our praise and you're our God. So, Lord, my prayer is that we wade out a little bit deeper. Lord, there are people that need to hear the gospel. There are children that need to hear the gospel. There are people throughout this city that need to hear the gospel. Lord, I thank you for this pastor. I thank you for Pastor Brian and Becky, Lord, that you sent here, Lord, to lead God, I thank you for this staff, Lord, that you've called and brought together, God, that you're speaking to. Lord, give us your eyes and give us your heart to see the needs throughout this community, God. We're believing you, Lord, for this year. Lord, memories take us back, but vision takes us forward. And so, God, we want to continue to move and go forward. It's not by might nor by power, but by your Spirit. Lord, your word says that the fields are white for harvest, but the laborers are few. It's already been said there were 171 people working, but God, there's more, and it takes more. So God, we're believing for that, for leaders to be brought up, Lord, to be used in the kingdom. God, we thank you for it. We thank you for what you're doing, for souls that are being saved, for lives that are being delivered, for people that are being set free. And Lord, where the people are set free, God, there's freedom. We worship you today. We give you thanks for it all. Bless this church, Lord. Lord, the church as a whole, bless it. Bless Generations Church, God. Help us get connected, Lord, as we move, as we move forward. Jesus name. Thank you for listening to the Generations Church podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.